Hey everybody. What's going on? It's your boys. Your boys. The Sauce Thinking Podcast. I'm your host with my co-host. Felipe Marcelino, but you never said your name. You just said I'm your host. And people are supposed to know who you are. I'm your host, Chris Pine. Pine? Yeah. You went with him out of all the Chris's? Yeah. Not even to Fur Columbus? Her. I was really thought that was funny. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> uh, too much coffee. No, I, have you ever seen that Family Feud clip where the guy was like, uh, "Name," or the question was like, "Name a word that normally follows the word pork," and so like it's like pork ribs, pork shoulder, pork chops and the guy goes pork you pine <laughs> <laughs> so oh, when he, so then when he said chris i was like <laughs> uh. <laughs> you fine. Uh. good shout out i like family feud shout out steve harvey shout out good mustaches amen Rowan's Growing been working on it. Like, yeah. By the time we're back on YouTube, I will have a beard. I'm manifesting. You're naming and claiming? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sowing a seed. <laughs> <laughs> Sow a seed today for your beard. Speaking of. God can only give you as much beard as you are willing to put in the offering plate. Oh, preach. That'll preach. Just kidding. I'm, uh, speaking of. American Christianity. My hot take for today is... Are we speaking of American Christianity? Here's the thing. Here's the thing is you are starting this episode... Did you completely forget giving... what we talked about last No, time? I didn't forget, but like... We are recording, but I'm assuming the people... people I'm assuming the people, people online don't know. Oh, I guess... I'm assuming people have read the title. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've de- it's not like there's not a precedent for this. Yeah, so we're doing another hot takes episode. This is actually part two, continuation. Yeah, we if you don't if you don't know what's going on, just watch the old one. Yeah. Hot takes part one. We have no idea when the last one came out. Hot takes part two. Uh, hot sauce. It should have come out like three years ago. Um kind of like our after shows. Yeah. Dude, the last after after show we recorded was wild. I said some out-of-pocket stuff. You still say out-of-pocket stuff, although you did it in last episode. Yeah, that's true. Proud of you. Um, Should we I, jump in? Because we don't have... Turns we out, don't. we don't have time. Yeah, we don't. Uh, so we're doing hot takes. Last time, uh, we have we got through two out of the six that we wrote down. Uh, our hot takes for that episode, if you haven't had a chance to listen to maybe you want to listen to it. Uh, American Christianity Sucks. And I, uh, my hot take was, you are too relaxed with what you allow into your life. Those are our hot takes. We're going to go with a brand new two or three. Last time we we got through one and we we're at 30 Hopefully minutes. Hopefully we can get four done. Get four do done. Do you think we would do a part three if we No, no, no. Let's more? try to get through all of them. All right, let's get started. Okay, what is wait, your, wait, wait, your wait. second hot take? Your second hot take. Can I read it for you? And you just go off as soon as I'm done. 
Why? No. I don't know because I'm kind of talking right now. I will okay, say go. my hot take. Rowan, what is your what is your hot what is your next hot pineapple take? Pineapple belongs on pizza. Wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. Pineapple is like wrong. No, that's wrong. not my hot take. Stop. We don't have time. That's not my hot take. But it's wrong. Pineapple is the best topping on pizza. Just that is my hot take. All right. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. Rowan needs a new that's co-host. Not, okay. It's not the best. Real talk. Go on. Stop. Stop. Real talk. That is a true opinion that I have. It is the best. There's. It's not the best. Yes, it is. I'm glad you said it's an opinion because it's just factually wrong. No, objectively, it is correct. Objectively, it's wrong. No, Subjectively, it's, it's wrong. I'm not saying other pizza toppings are bad. I'm just saying that one is the best. It's not. It is. Not when bacon exists. You can't really taste bacon on pizza. You're wrong. Because, stop. Go on. Bacon is We're on hot takes. We did. Uh, you have a second one that I think is really interesting and we're probably going to talk a lot about. Honestly, I think you think that we disagree more than we actually do. So let's get into it. Um, conservative Christians are just as bad as progressive Christians. Actually, I'm going to revise this. Uh, conservative Christian. Actually, no, I'm not. So, yeah. You say as just. Okay, so, so. I feel like you need to say it again because you said it kind of quiet. Yeah, so. um. Your second hot take is conservative Christians are just as bad as progressive Christian Christians, um, and I am tempted to put just as bad, if not worse. Okay, explain. I don't have any reason. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, so progressive Christianity is kind of the left side of the aisle when it comes to Christianity, where it's uh, Jesus. Jesus is love, like he accepted everybody. Jesus loves you, um, which is, I think, partially true. Um, but there is not a lot of, uh, I would say, biblical structure in uh, progressive Why are you talking next to your mic? You know, I don't like this tone <laughs> that you're <laughs> talking to me in. Um, no, to, but to progress with my point, <laughs> I think uh, progressives... Uh, tend to have some like kind of whack theology, and they um, they don't very loose. Yeah, that's a good way of describing them <laughs> is loose, loose theology. They um, not a lot of reverence for uh, the Bible or God's word. They make a lot of ex- of excuses, and it's kind of be yourself. God will take care of the rest. I think. Yeah. Uh, kind of, um, and uh, the church uh, dogs on them. A lot, I think. Um, I think uh, we've definitely dogged on them. Oh, quite a ab- bit. I will continue and, to dog on them because uh, it's wrong. They are. They are. I think they. People like to uh, point fingers at them and be like, oh, "Like they're stupid," you know. Um, but I think conservative conservative Christians are um, just as bad, if not worse. Um, and I think this. It's probably because uh, conservative Christians... Uh, You're having a really hard time with the word conservative. I know. I keep on mumbling it. I give up like towards the end of the word. I don't know what it is. Um, I was just going to let it rock, but... Yeah. Um, no, but I think that... Um, I'm not going to go into that point because that has nothing to do with uh, what I'm about to say. But um, they like to... From from what I notice, they think themselves correct. 
Um, and they have, they see themselves as much more like traditional Christians and, um, stuff like that. But I think they tend to be, uh, and this is where we're going to talk about like nationalism and stuff like that. Can I, can I stop you here for a second? Cause I think definitions matter. Sure. I do. You mean, do you mean Christians who are progressive and Christians who are more conservative is that how you mean the sentence christians who are more more conservative are just as bad if not worse than christians who are more progressive or do you mean conservative christianity is just as bad if not worse than progressive christianity uh i would probably say the latter because i think you can be a christian i think you can be a christian and uh, if if we're using like I think you can be a faithful, you can follow Christ faithfully and be progressive. Okay, I think to an extent Jesus even calls us to be that because we're supposed to fight for, uh, like the minorities and the people who like don't have a voice, right? And I think you can also be a Christian who leans more conservatively and has more of a traditional Christian view. I think if we, if you're if you're a faithful Christian, you can lean. Both of those ways. What I'm talking about is the extremes of both sides, right? So you have progressive Christians who, ah, we don't have a camera, but are all the way (laughs) over on the left. And then all the way over on the right, we have conservative Christians who have weird uh, eschatology and um, things. So to clarify even more, sorry, this is more for my sake to know how we're going to argue this or talk about this. So are we talking like strictly American and how we view conservative versus progressive? That's because where I'm going. Because when I think of the word conservative, I think of like the the root of that word can like to preserve in a way to can you know to keep. Yeah, I was thinking more of the political. I think yeah. Okay, okay. So people that view the lens or view Christianity through those opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the political I think, spectrum. Yeah, I think Kay. we have um, conservative Christians uh, think they're right, and they're like, we have the um, core Christian values, right? But then they usually are like the doomsday preppers who are waiting for the second coming. They're kind of the ones that make the like that they're like overly restrictive they're like harry potter's witchcraft kind of thing it technically is (laughs) it's literally about (laughs) witchcraft but go on they like they read all the lord of the rings books you know chronicles of narnia that kind of those kind of people no but um sorry i'm getting too goofy no but you have uh conservative christians i think one of the most frustrating bits is their eschatology because um, that's the right word, right? Yeah. Their belief about yeah, yeah, the end times. Yeah. Their theology about the end times. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's all like really goofy. And then they're always like, like Joe Biden is the antichrist. Um, oh, sure. Like Or Trump, Obama. Yeah. Trump, Trump uh, was Jesus reincarnated. Um, there's one more thing. Oh, and then they're like, America is God's chosen country and stuff like that. Hoorah. Um, yeah. And I and I think, like, when we're talking about, like, political spectrums, 
within the church. I think progressive Christianity, I don't know. I think it I think it's a tough question cuz I the way I see it, I don't always yeah, and I came up with the question. It's <laughs> not I'm just I'm raising my eyes at question because these are statements. These are your hot takes. <laughs> yeah. You have not asked a single thing yet. This is this is an interesting take. Oh man, I'm so complex and different. But no, cuz we or I find myself or I hear people dogging on progressive Christianity so much, and then over on the other side, we're worshiping presidents, and we're worshiping a country, and we're not really reading our Bibles, and we're so focused on where this country is headed and stuff like that, and they're not focused at all about, like, what the Bible says and, like, how to do stuff. And I think it's because they're not as... I want to say blatant in their hair or I guess they're not tight. I think it's where I don't think they're outright heretical. Maybe some of their end time stuff probably gets there, but I think the way that they, what drives them, I think is very skewed. So I don't think they're worse than progressive Christians. Because progressive Christians are like, yeah, Jesus didn't come to die. And it's like, so that's that's just wrong. That's wrong. And then, or when Jesus was telling Lazarus to come out from the grave, Jesus was telling gay people to come out of the closet. Yeah, We didn't do that video <laughs> that homeboy posted, but I feel like I should. It's like, it's like, so that's like blatant, like that's wrong. And we can all point to why that's wrong. But on the other side of the spectrum, I think they're pointing fingers as well when it's like, dude, you like don't like you, you have, don't read your Bible either. Yeah, like you don't read your Bible. You have like you you care more about who's president than like who's king of kings. Oh, dang. I was going to say one of those, but I was like, I don't want to be trying too hard to like get a catchy phrase out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's uh, I always am. So. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, like, it's just different forms of of heresy or bad theology, right? Like, progressive Christians try to make the Bible say things it doesn't say at all. And I think for a lot of it, like, uh, on the, like, super ultra-conservative side, it's they replace Israel in the Bible with the USA, and they replace the church with the USA. And, And so, like, when you read the Old Testament, it's like, when when God says to Israel, like, you're my chosen people, my holy nation, uh, like my whatever, among all, you're my treasured possession among all of the nations of the earth, they go, yep, USA. And like, no, like God is specifically talking to Israel. And then when you get to the New Testament, when God loves and favors and honors the church, people go USA. Yeah. And it's like I that USA is not mentioned in the Bible at all. Yeah. At all. Neither is Joe Biden, neither is Trump, neither is Barack Obama, neither is George Bush or Clinton or George George Bush Sr. or whoever came before Jimmy Carter, Gerald Ford, Tucker Carlson. Uh or Ben Shapiro. Or Ben Shapiro. Who's on who's on the left? Or NPR. Like or none CNN. of 
none of those things are in the Bible. Jesus yeah. is the focus of the Bible. And I think I think you're right. I think um when you have those extremes and this is when you have those extremes number one you're wrong like i think the bible is fairly middle ground on a lot of things and i think in the right understanding in the right theology it is not progressive nor nor uh conservative it's good proper theology right like so i the believe it or not when it comes to caring for the orphans and the widows and the lost and the people that need help, the Bible has a theology. The Bible has a way of thinking of caring for these people. When it comes to standing up for moral issues, the Bible has a way, has a theology, has an ideology, has a practice on how to do so. Like yeah. there is a how to for how you're supposed to do those things. There is a right and proper way and there's a right and proper order. Yeah. And what happens is we construe those and we make them what we want it to be. I, this, this is a tangent hot take, just like we did like the other ep- episodes is like when we read about, when we read about, um, the the parts of the Bible where Jesus says to take care of the widows and the orphans, and Paul tells us to take care of the widows and the orphans, and James tells us to take care of the widows and the orphans, when all of that is going on, little people, very few people know that they mention the church. The context of those passages is the church. We are called to take care of ourselves first. Not selfishly, but selfishly, selflessly take care of the people in our family first and then help the world around us. Hmm. Interesting. Like, there's proper order to things. Should we take care of the homeless? Absolutely. Should we take care of, um, of, of the widows and the orphans and, 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 and kids and... Should we fight human trafficking? Yeah. Should we stand up for people that are murdered innocently? Absolutely. Should we blah, 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 blah. Yes. All of the social justice issues have an answer, but a lot of them start in the context of the church first, and we don't do that. There are people, and again, there's there's a middle ground, right? Because there are people that would not give a dime to help a homeless person uh, or that would give so much money to a food bank or to whatever, and someone in their church is struggling with something and they don't reach out, they don't help at all. Yeah. Wrong, right? But there are people who will only give to the church and don't care at all about the world. Mm-hmm. And the church is their sole focus. And in some ways, you should be taking care of your people, but in other ways, we're called to outreach. Yeah. Right? Like, there's the balance. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's dangerous when everything gets viewed through a political lens. You did some crazy hand signals. Political lens is what you did. That was funny. No, I just finished my thought, and I was giving you the signal for 20. Oh, I figured the two was supposed to be political, and that was supposed to be lens. We're at 20 minutes? Yeah, we are at 20 minutes. Oh, interesting. This is flying by. Um, And we've only... you just go. Let's just go down your list, and then we'll jump to Really? Because I only have one, and I think... Yeah, I, I feel like mine... Probably feeds into yours as well. Um, so I'll finish up mine. I might talk for a little while. Okay. 
Um, you probably my hot take is uh, you probably, your other hot take. Yeah, my last hot take. Uh, you probably don't live a Christian life. Explain. This is my favorite one. I've been waiting all six weeks. Um. So okay. So, um, Jesus is um. Jesus is the uh, narrow path. The um. Not few few walk through it, right? And I think we have lo- significantly lowered the standard for what it means to walk with Christ. Um, and I think a lot of you, a lot of people, um, are primarily governed by their feelings. Like they go to a conference, they worship, they be throwing their hands up, all the stuff, but there's no change that's coming in their heart. And I think even like very fundamental things have been completely lost with people. Um, and like we go to church on Sunday and I think I don't want this to be talking about like lukewarm Christians or people who are kind of just riding the fence because I think, I think we talk and we've talked about those kinds of people before, but I don't want to confuse it with who I'm actually talking about, which is pretty much everybody. Um, cause I think we, we miss out on like the most basic of things like reading your Bible. That should be, that should be like a daily thing. And so few people do that consistently, just reading your Bible consistently. And then there comes like praying, like praying consistently. I think those are all things that are not like you should do that if you're a Christian or you have to like those are required from a Christian. And I don't think it's something I think to an extent it's a discipline thing. Like you need to be I love the gym, but sometimes it's hard for me to go to the gym because I'm tired, like stuff like that. I love Jesus. And so there are times where I'm like, I have to pray because I know my soul needs it. And so I force myself to start praying. Once I start praying, it's the same thing with the gym, right? I hate going to the gym, but once I'm there and start lifting, I can do it for a while, right? Same thing with praying. I don't, I'll, there are times where I don't want to pray, but once I start, I'm there, right? I'm fully committed. But like we we don't do the very, very basic things that are needed to be done. I think reading your Bible and prayer are like the two, like just those are, those should be natural things that come from a Christian. And there are people who do that maybe once a week, but hardly, you could hardly call it consistent. Right. And if Jesus is supposed to be a narrow path that few walk through, why do you think that is the, why do you think, Going to church on Sunday is the standard that we should be living to. Um, and then, so I think that's like the bare minimum. And then it's like, how much do you actually know of the Bible? Like, how much of the Bible is an actual desire? Or is it just like a, just something that you do on Sunday? Because um, this is my favorite thing. Uh, Felipe is a good example for this. Or no, he's not. He's not a good example for this. But like Felipe loves sports, right? He likes basketball and UFC and soccer and stuff like that. 
Felipe can name so like those are like three sports. Felipe can name players on the teams, and he knows what they do, how good they are. He knows their stats. Like especially with fighters, he knows which ones have good reach, which ones are more wrestlers, which ones are more strikers, like kickboxers, stuff like that. He knows those kinds of people. And I think that goes for a lot of people out there. There are people who can name you every single player on a basketball team and stuff like that. But there are very, very, and this is why Felipe is a bad example because he actually meets the standard. There are very few people who know the fathers of the Christian faith. There are very few people who can tell you who Abraham, Isaac, Moses are. Is that proper English? I yeah, it's proper English. I don't think it's funny that you didn't go Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You went Abraham, Isaac, Moses. <laughs> Is it so someone Abraham. so it's, it's funny that you said that people can't name the fathers of the faith and then you misquoted. Miss miss yeah. Yeah. But like you people people like something like cuz I'm not good with names and sports and stuff like that. That is not my forte. Like Something I'm really good at is um, history. I love learning about history. So there are a lot of things in the Bible where I can tell you, like, the historical context. Um, There are a lot of times where I can read a passage in the Bible and be like, I kind of know what was going on in history around this time. Um, And because I enjoy history, and so I apply that to my knowledge of the Bible. If you're good with names and like teams and sports and stuff, I I don't see a reason why you can't apply that to a bi- the Bible. Like Moses has got to be a ninety nine overall rated. Like there's no way. Or he's or, too goaded. I mean, when you think about it like that, like even how many people can remember crazy song lyrics, right? Like how many people can sing an album front to back, back to front, and they don't know any Bible verses. Yeah. Can't pull up a single one. I don't, you know, like, not even, like, a semblance of a Bible verse. Like, maybe they know a pillow that they saw at their grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we talked about it today at church. Like, money is the root of all evil. Like, people can't even pull up that. You know, like, they have no idea what the Bible says, but they can quote song lyrics. They have no idea how to pray, but they have no problem gossiping. You know, like, all of these things... I agree with you. You probably don't live a Christian life. Well, I think it's like um, God's given you. I think these are all you gave some good example. I see those as gifts that God has given you. Like he's given me the gift of a love for historical context. And like I really like writing. And so even some of the secular stuff that I listen to is mostly about writing and how like writing good stories matters. Felipe. I think it's a it's one of Felipe's gifts to remember people's names and like what they're good at with sports and stuff like that. And I think there's a lot of people who do that. I think there are people who are good at um like I think gossiping and praying are the two that you gave. Like they're good at whatever skill that is, but we take what God God's gift is, right? We we take talking. We we take That's what that skill we take what God's gift is and we apply it to what we want, but God gave us that gift so that we could know him better, that we can know him in the unique way that he has given us. 
and we completely ignore it and imply it, apply it to sports or something like that. Um, and so that's a long-winded saying of long way, long-winded way of saying we don't know anything about the Bible. Like people don't know anything about the Bible. I'm not telling you that you need to be a like a preacher or anything, but like you need to know know your stuff. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and um, they were talking about how we our goal is not to bring people to church. That is not the goal of a Christian. Our goal is to bring church to people, right? It, it is not your pastor's job to save your friend. That's on you. So you need to be well-equipped, and your pastor will help you, like, equip you with the knowledge and how to do things and how to live a Christian life. But ultimately, it is up to you to go out in the world, share the gospel, and Absolutely. bring the church to other people. Absolutely. And in order to do that, you need to know about it for yourself. You need to know the stuff in the Bible. You need to know what the Bible says, right? So you're probably not a Christian because the bar is really high. Obedience is tough. Yeah. And, you know, like if we were to think about it, like you were you were way more passionate when we were talking about it in the car and you I went was. on a few different things. But when it comes to living a Christian life, you mentioned this, that there's a standard and we we fall short of the standard so often. And I really like the point that you you made about how Christ is a narrow gate. And in, and in our minds, we've widened that gate to try to fit like, ah, but I mean, you could probably sneak on by, you know, like, and yeah. Christ is really like, no, no, like it's narrow for a reason. Like uh, he says in that parable, he says, wide is the gate that leads to damnation and many will walk through it. But narrow is a gate that leads to eternal life and few will walk through it. In our Christian lives, like, how often are we are we getting to the point where we're like, you know, I could be doing more. I, I could be reading my Bible more. I could be praying more. I could be evangelizing more. I could be doing this. Like, we are, we go, this goes back to, like, our first, your first hot take. Like, American Christianity sucks because we're too comfortable. Our God is comfort. You know, like, in, in our Christian lives, like, are we are we being a good witness? Do we know the Bible? Do we do we do anything? And and I feel like even for me, like when you brought that up and you brought all your points, I felt convicted. I was like, I'm I don't feel like I'm a Christian. And I have a podcast about it, and I and I lead the music team at our church, and I don't feel like I'm a Christian after after we talked about it the way you did because I was like, man, I do need to do more. Like I do need to read my Bible more. You know, like I made it a huge point, and this is. This is conviction on my end. I made it a huge point this year to um, get to the gym, to be healthier, to work on my body. Because that was something that I had neglected for a long time and it showed. And not not like I was crazy overweight, but like I did not feel healthy. Like I was in pain doing simple things and I did not like that. So I made it a huge point. Like I need to take care of my body. You know what I didn't make time for this year? You know what I didn't put on my calendar as much as I put my workouts and my gym stuff, reading my Bible and praying. Yeah. You know what fell through the cracks, reading my Bible and praying. And so like, yeah, I remember a lot of things and I know, I know a lot of things, but like as far as 
my my spending time with God, my growing my relationship with God, my growing into my understanding of God, that slipped through the cracks because I've been so lax about it. I'm I'm not a I'm not living a, a necessarily Christian life. Well, yeah, and it's like it's like I, th- I people don't even know how to pray. Like I think when you ask people to pray, they'll be like, uh, "Dear God, I want," and it's like immediately no. Like, I mean, it, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> like, there, I, there is a right and wrong way to pray. Like, and it's it's frustrating because people are like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian. Oh, dude, there was a guy, I think, I'll wrap up my hot take with this, um, which has nothing to do with my hot take. <laughs> anyway, there's a, actually, no, yeah, it does. Um. There was a there was a guy at work. Uh, I was talking to somebody about being a Christian because they had questions and stuff like that. And the guy came up and he was like, "Oh, like, did you, like I'm a Christian too." And this guy doesn't act. I didn't know he was a Christian, and because he definitely doesn't act like it. And the person was like, "No, you're not." Which, yeah, he was like, "Like you're not, you're not a Christian." All this stuff. He's like, "Yeah, I am." And they start getting into an argument. And so he, like, reaches down in his shirt. He pulls out this cross necklace. He's like, see, look, I'm a Christian. I told you. And I almost started laughing. I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It's like, what? Cool. You got bling. Everybody has that. Like, you're not special. Like, you really think? It, It reminds me of what God says or what the Bible says, like, you can, you'll, like, you'll say it, like, on, on Judgment Day, like, you'll say, I cast demons out in your name. Yeah. You'll Jesus, say, but I wore a cross necklace at work. Like, I never knew you. Yeah. No, but that's real. Like, probably, and probably not a Christian. So, yeah. At the end of the line, you're going to get one of two responses. Like... Either go away, I never knew you, or, like, welcome home, good and faithful servant. Do you think going, what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Ah, shoot. It's close. So close. So close. See, I'm working on it. <laughs> I really am trying to work on it. Um, <laughs> I get, like, 85% of the <laughs> verses that I quote. Or, like, not, whenever I quote a verse, it's, like, 85% correct. There's, like, one or two words that I paraphrase or whatever thank you that's why i guess i I got you well done good and faithful servant like do you think do you think you're being a good and faithful servant do you think you you've earned the words well done good and Mm. faithful servant by just going to church every sunday Mm. (laughs) and then going home and then watching your favorite sports team like what do you think it means to have the a holy god of eternity say well done good and faithful servant what do you think that takes? Mm. And are you doing it? <laughs> like, I don't I don't think most people are Christians. You better preach. And full transparency, I didn't start praying and reading my Bible consistently until like a few weeks ago. And I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'm not even saying like I'm the perfect example of a of a Christian. My hot take is just the standard's high. The gate is narrow. Few few walk through it. Yep. 
So Felipe. Yeah. My next hot take is uh this one is this one is a personal one. Uh, cause after Rowan started talking about that, I was, I was, you know, going off of my hot take. Uh, my hot take is you're probably not as real as you think you are. Uh, and I think the church has made a, an idol out of using keywords like authenticity and real and, you know, like come as you are doing life together. Yeah. Doing life together or whatever. And uh, I came up with this saying in the car, you know, like, I think a lot of people are really good at being an open book, just turn to the right page. Ooh. As in, you know, like, a lot of people say, like, yeah, my life's an open book, we can talk about it, we could ever, but on the, on the, what they're portraying is still just turn to the right page, you know, like, not a lot of us, I think, walk in accountability, not a lot, a lot of us have people to hold us accountable to to call us out on stuff to be real with and and like I know that because that's something that I I currently struggle with you know like but there's a lot that I'm I'm I will talk about anything and I have no problem hiding stuff but a lot of time I'm an open book just turn to the right page because there's some things like no I don't want to talk about it like if you were to call me I remember, I remember getting called prideful once in the middle of a conversation or whatever. And I was like, I'm not being prideful. And then like, as I sat there with that response, I was like, dang, I'm pretty prideful. Yeah. You know, like, and I try to mask what I was saying in a way that would not make me seem prideful. But then like immediately I got called out for being prideful. I was like, well, how, why would you pull that up? You know, like, why would you turn the page there? You know, like, let me just linger with this. And and I think a lot of us want accountability and we want to be real and authentic and, eh, and we're not like, because when that happens, when we're our real authentic selves, it's messy. And then we have people in our lives that are going to be like, that's messy. Let's clean that up. And you're going to be like, eh, I don't want to, you know, like think about how many people struggle in secret with addictions, with things that they do on the internet, things that they do not on the internet and they're living double lives and like, but they're an open book. They're just always turned to the right page so that you can see what they want you to see. Um, and it's stuff like that. Like I, I think, I think because of my role and my roles that I've had in church, being a youth leader, being on the music team, being on whatever, like it's really easy for me to, think that I have to be and I have to portray a certain image because that's what people expect. Um, and it's very few people that I feel like I can be myself around and just be real, like actually be real around, you know, like come home and have a bad day, come home and just like want to scream or come home and want to cry when you get bad news, like whatever the case might be, like there are very few people that I feel like I've had that with so it's easy for me sometimes to like be authentic and be real, but still not want to talk about stuff. And there are things that I think if I really want to be held accountable, if I really want to be authentic, if you really want, you know, like that level of transparency and accountability, like not a lot of people are doing that. And a lot of people say that they are, but they're not. Yeah. And I think we've kind of romanticized or softened 
uh, what accountability actually is. And we've made accountability kind of like a fun thing. Like, oh, this is my accountability partner. Which, I mean, if accountability is a fun thing, then you're weird, but okay. <laughs> like, um, but accountability sucks. It, it, like, I don't, I think a lot of people get offended whenever, like, real accountability happens. Like, even I get offended when real accountability happens. And me and Felipe have talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, it's easier said than done. And, like, Felipe's called me out on stuff, and I've, like, almost stopped being friends with Felipe a few times. Because I'm like, you know what? Screw this. Screw this dude. I don't, I don't want to be friends with him. He's just, he's being a party pooper, uh, raining on my parade, all this stuff. And it's, uh, it's just not fun. It sucks. Because you're never held accountable for something that you, you don't want to do. Like, I I never murder somebody, and I'm, I'm feeling bad about it. And Felipe is like, oh, you shouldn't murder somebody. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're and probably it's, right. And it's all it all feels good. No, accountability is me being prideful because I want, I want what I want. And Felipe is like, shut up. Like, you're being prideful. And it's like, no, but I want what I want. Like, I want to do what I want to do, you know? And it's let go. Stop it. Yeah. Don't be who you want to be sometimes. Yeah. Because I think it's it's our sin. I think if we take pride, like it's my it's within my sin nature to be prideful. It's in my sin. Na- I naturally want to be pride. I want Rowan to look amazing. Right. And so when Felipe says you're not amazing, God is. So correct yourself. That hurts me. That hurts my innermost natural being, right? That's not some, like, soft, oh, my accountability partner, you know. I, f- I feel like we've we've made it a lighter thing than it actually is. Yeah. And so when it actually happens, people get offended. Yeah. People get hurt. But I think I think it's even on the small things, too. Like, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. Because I feel like we got it. Because we got three minutes for my last my last one. Here we go. Uh, Rapid fire. Uh, I wrote, being loving without being holy is not loving. And we kind of talked about this with Rowan's uh, hot take. But I think, I think when we have good theology, we can be loving 100%. But we also need to be holy. Maybe this is my... Maybe this is mine too when I talked about like being holy and being set apart or whatever, being too relaxed with your life or whatever. But yeah, um, I, I think a lot of us fall into the guise of like, oh, if I if I do this, I'm being loving. Like for example, like me hanging out with people that are worldly and doing worldly things, me supporting, you know, people that are, me being a champion for the voiceless and, you know, like going and how do i say this because i really here's 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 what i mean uh i think this is a perfect example i have i have a really really i have two really close friends they're lesbians and i like them like i they're they're my people they're good people right we had a conversation at at work one of these days 
where I asked how I was supposed to live a Christian life when and and still be kind and loving when anything like just just on my beliefs alone I'm labeled a homophobic or a homophobe automatically and uh she she was like well I've never you know like I never uh I would not I wouldn't describe you that way blah 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 and I'm like okay but like the world would like based on my beliefs you would and she goes well i guess the question is do you want me to burn in hell and i said no i don't want anybody to burn in hell that's why i think we all need jesus that's it's the not point. Yeah. yeah like that's the point i don't like by your actions by your admission you will burn in hell and it's not just because you're lesbian it's because of your lack of faith and putting your life on in jesus and having his righteousness imputed to you like that is what it is unless he justifies you unless he redeems you unless he saves you unless you call on him for salvation you will go to hell you will have eternal damnation and separation and you will be condemned that is the reality for everybody no matter what your sin However, like, I don't want that just specifically because you live a homosexual lifestyle. I don't like that's not the point that we're making. But I feel like there are so many people that are, are that are, are quick to jump on a bad bandwagon and do this and do that and to want to love people, but never have those conversations, never actually say, you know, like that we all need Jesus. We all need salvation. We're all sinners. We're all damned and condemned. Uh, and, and basically on a one way ticket to hell and eternal separation from God, if not for Jesus. And we're called to be set apart. If we've already accepted Jesus, if we already placed our trust in him and he is our savior and he's redeemed us, then we are called to be holy, right? Like I don't, I don't love you at the expense of being holy. I, I'm not going to love you to hell. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, and I think I think our love often comes from a place of holiness. It's it's us being set apart and obedient to Christ that we can fully become love because we want others to experience the relationship that we have in Jesus. Yep. We uh it's kind of um like we don't want anybody to burn in hell. That is the point. Yep. Cuz we find re- nothing is better than Jesus. Jesus is the goal. And once we have the relationship that we can have here on earth, once we have that relationship with Jesus, I want that for all of my friends. I want that for all my family. I want that for everybody around me. So I'm going to do what I'm going to, what I have, because I'm wholly set apart, obedient to Christ. I'm going to try to get that for everybody around me. Absolutely. And so it starts, I think, yeah, it starts with you. Yeah. And so I, and that's my hot take is, being loving without being holy is not is not loving because if you again god's love is perfect because he is holy because he is perfect right like if god all of us like when we try to love from a place that is not out of a holy love you know like it it becomes selfish it becomes something that's not meant to be and it becomes imperfect and so it ends up actually not being loving if my if i don't my relationship with Rowan, if, if, if I love Rowan out of my desires and if I love Rowan the way I want to be loved and not how God loves me, which is what the Bible tells us to do. And out of my understanding of God's love for me, then I love Rowan imperfectly and I end up messing Rowan up. 
right? Like I end up messing up our relationship. I end up failing. I don't forgive. I don't, you know, do A, B, and C. And I could be a champion for whatever cause I want and I could love whatever I want. But if it's not rooted in good theology about how God loves me and how I understand God's love, then I can't, uh, I can't do it. And I understand that God's love is holy and perfect. Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. No, that's the good. There, but and I think, I think this whole episode was kind of about that. Like, yeah, being holy first. Are you really a Christian? Yeah, hot takes. Be holy, and we got through all. I of feel them. like that's a hot take in and of itself is holiness, but we did a whole episode on that. Yeah, already. People know where we stand. What are we clocking at? Almost fifty minutes. Oh, jeez. You started dozing off there. <laughs> but uh, on a serious note, thanks for tuning in. This is a fun episode. We like these hot takes. I feel like they're maybe a bit controversial. Maybe not. Uh, Just do it for fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think this is fun. We love your feedback. Um, let us know your hot takes. Yeah, for real. But make sure they're correct. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Don't give us infactual or opinionated hot takes. Yeah. Well, uh, we didn't even plug our socials. Oh, yeah. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, check out our website, TossingItPodcast.com, and share us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good week. Impressive. See you later, guys. <laughs>